Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 147 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Daniel chapter 3 today and our focus is on one of the greatest mysteries of the Bible. Who was in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Was Jesus himself in the fiery furnace? Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Our goal is to encourage you in reading and living out the Word of God every day. And I would encourage you to share the show with your friends, invite them to join us on our podcast journey. You can find out how to subscribe to the show at our website, Bible2021.com. And you can also go there to contact us and to check out show notes and a transcript for every episode. Today, we read one of the top 10, maybe even top five most famous Bible stories of all time. Now, if you're like me and grew up with flannel graph Bible stories in Sunday school, you probably heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego quite a bit. It is a great story of the faithfulness of God, and it has one of the best Bible mysteries of all contained within who was the fourth man in the fiery furnace. It's a great question, and before we discuss it, let's go ahead and read our passage, Daniel chapter 3 in the Christian Standard Bible. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. He set it on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to assemble the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces to attend the dedication of the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces assembled for the dedication of the statue the king had set up. Then they stood before the statue Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and a herald loudly proclaimed, People of every nation and language, you are commanded when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music you are to fall face down and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, when all the people heard the sound of this horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and every kind of music, people of every nation and language fell down and worshiped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Some Chaldeans took this occasion to come forward and maliciously accuse the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. You as king have issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and drum, and every kind of music must fall down and worship the gold statue. Whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are some Jews who have appointed to manage the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men have ignored you, the king. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Then, in a furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar gave orders to bring in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, So these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? Now, if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue I made. But if you don't worship it, you will be immediately thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, 
We don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you to know, king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary, and he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So these men in their trousers, robes, head coverings, and other clothes were tied up and thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Since the king's command was so urgent and the furnace extremely hot, the raging flames killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm and he said to his advisors, Didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied to the king. He exclaimed, Look! I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and called, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, prefects, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed. Their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angels and rescued his servant, who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I issue a decree that any one of any people, nation, or language who says anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn limb from limb and his house made a garbage dump, for there is no other God who is able to deliver like this. Then the king rewarded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So it's a great passage. It's an incredible story. A preacher in the South, I think he was in North Carolina, once shared this very encouraging anecdote. He writes, Many years ago, struggling with what turned out to be terminal cancer, Miss Betty, a member of my little church in Prospect Hill, said to me, Brother John, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I planned for this stage of my life. And yet, through it all, these have been the best days of my life. And right now, I'm closer to God than I've ever been before. Just because the things I used to rely on have been all taken away from me, I have had to learn how to learn, lean on Jesus. And I found him more real, more precious, more near to me than I ever have known him to be. I know God better right here in this hospital bed than I've ever known him before. And it, there's one thing that I know with absolute certainty. It is well with my soul. My brothers and sisters, says Brother John, in days like these, there lies our hope. There's a fourth man in the fire with us, and his name is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Here's the meaning in the meltdown. God is with us. God is for us, even and especially in the meltdown of this world and all the things that we have thought that we could count on. So, is Brother John right? 
Is Jesus the one in the fiery furnace? Well, first of all, let me say that Brother John and Miss Betty are absolutely correct about the faithfulness and the nearness of Jesus, especially when we go through trials. Miss Betty is spot on about the power of suffering to drive us closer to God. And this is a tremendous testimony she shared. That said, I'm not 100% sure that it was Jesus in the fiery furnace because the Bible never tells us for sure. Instead, we have two statements from Nebuchadnezzar, a pagan king, as the only recorded eyewitness of the fourth man in the burning furnace. His description is interesting. First, he says, look, I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. And then later on, Nebuchadnezzar says, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he sent his angel. Well, the first description immediately makes us think of Jesus, and the second description makes us think more like an angel. So here's the thing. We need to know that heavenly beings were called sons of God in the Old Testament. So the fact that Nebuchadnezzar said that this being looks like a son of God doesn't necessarily tell us that it's Jesus, because as we see in passages like Job 1 verse 6, which says, one day the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, there were several sons of God, not talking about Jesus, talking about some sort of heavenly being. Further compounding our mystery is the fact that the resurrected and glorified Jesus and angels apparently look quite similar, at least according to the descriptions we get in the Bible. For instance, John, in the book of Revelation, describing an angel in Revelation chapter 10 verse 1 says, I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face was like the sun. His legs were like pillars of fire. And in Revelation 15 6, he says, out of the temple came the seven angels with seven plagues dressed in pure bright linen with golden sashes wrapped around their chests. One more description of an angel from Matthew 28, 1 through 4 says, After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. There was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken by fear of him that they became like dead men. Now, compare those three descriptions with John's description in Revelation chapter 1, 13 through 16 of the resurrected and glorified Jesus. It says, Among the lampstands was one like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair of his head was white as wool, white as snow, and his eyes like a fiery flame. His feet were like fine bronze as it is fired in a furnace, and his voice like the sound of cascading waters. He had seven stars in his right hand, a sharp double-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was shining like the sun at full strength. So, interesting, right? Both angels and the resurrected and glorified Jesus shine brightly, one like the sun at full strength, the other like lightning. Both angels and Jesus apparently wear golden sashes, and the legs of the angel in Revelation were like fire, whereas the legs of Jesus in Revelation 1 were like bronze as it is fired in a furnace. 
Well, Jesus has a face that shines like the sun at full strength, and apparently the angels can have faces that shine like the sun also. John fell at the feet of the resurrected Jesus like a dead man in Revelation 1, and the guards fell down like dead men at the appearance of the angel at the tomb in Matthew 28. Finally, the hair of Jesus was white as snow, and the robes of the angels were white as snow. Now, let me be clear. I am not saying that Jesus is an angel or anything like that. A big portion of the book of Hebrews tells us that Jesus is vastly superior to the angels, and that is beyond a shadow of a doubt. But my point is that, given Nebuchadnezzar's description of this fourth man in the furnace, we can't be sure whether it was Jesus or an angel. And you know what? I'm not sure it matters a great deal, because the fact is that either one sends the same wonderful message— God Almighty cares for his people and upholds them supernaturally, particularly when they are going through terrible trials and being faithful. Well, as George Whitfield wonderfully wrote to a dear friend in a letter, Never fear, madam, those storms and billows, afflictions and temptations abide with you. He that enabled the three children to pass unhurt through the fiery furnace and kept his beloved Daniel from being devoured in a den of lions, can and will preserve you unspotted and undefiled, though surrounded on every side. Amen to that. Well, friends, let's close with the Great Commission, our Bible verse of the month of May, Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So friends, whether he sends an angel or Jesus himself, or you don't see anything around you, know that the Lord is with you and he is upholding you by the power of his sovereignty and by his grace. Good day to you and Godspeed.